This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. Before we get into today's episode, let's hear a question from our All Audio QBank. You can get a ton of questions just like this one in our app available on iOS and Android to help you study on the go. You can learn more at insidetheboards.com app. A 45-year-old female is admitted for a prophylactic surgical procedure. On post-op day 3, she has hypertension and tachycardia that is unresponsive to intravenous morphine. Psychiatry is called as she has started shaking, is pulling out her IV, and is not cooperating with staff. She states that she has bugs crawling all over her and the walls. She is diffusely diaphoretic. Which of the following is likely to be found in her medical history? Is it A, alcohol abuse, B, depression, C, urine drug screen positive for cocaine, or D, anxiety disorder? The correct answer is A, alcohol abuse. So you've got a normal woman coming in for a prophylactic procedure. She has no issues noted. Then 72 hours later, you suddenly see hypertension, tachycardia, visual hallucinations, diaphoresis, and altered mental status. That is alcohol withdrawal. She is one step from seizing. While the CEWA score is a useful tool that takes into account some subjective complaints like headache, nausea, vomiting, and anxiety, alcohol withdrawal generally presents in a very typical manner. It has to do with upregulation of GABA receptors and the withdrawal of the depressant. You remove the inhibitor and the brain which has adjusted to chronic inhibition is now overly excited. This leads to autonomic upregulation, resulting in hypertension and tachycardia, then tremor, then diaphoresis and anxiety, then hallucinations, often visual, ending with seizure. The answer here is alcohol abuse. Anxiety could present with a panic attack which would look similar. Patients do not hallucinate with panic attacks though everything else fits. 
If you are clever, you might have thought panic attacks are treated with benzos, and benzo withdrawal can cause the same thing as alcohol withdrawal. If this was your thought process, then you almost got it. The answer does not say benzo use or panic attacks. It says anxiety. The pathology you had is correct, but the test-taking skill was absent. Urine drug screen positive for cocaine is getting at the cocaine bugs of cocaine intoxication. It would be hard for her to get cocaine in the post-op setting, but cocaine also causes autonomic upregulation. Hypertension, tachycardia, tremor, and visual hallucinations are part of a cocaine intoxication. But post-op day 3, 72 hours after admission, is more suspect for alcohol withdrawal. And now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast with Swathi and Eva. I'm Eva. And I'm Swathi. Welcome to Happy Hour, guys. Yes, happy hour is the funnest hour for me because I feel like we can just dish out whatever we want, right? That's why we call it happy hour because you are, we try to leave you smiling. Yes, it's your little pick me up in the day, whatever makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing, if you're driving home from work or just, you know, getting off a shift, tune into us because we got a lot to share. Eva, so I have something I want to talk about today. It might be a little bit controversial. I don't know. I, you know me. I love controversy. Let's let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's about – okay, so we're both in medical school. You're a recent medical graduate applying for residency now. And it's – the question came up, what is appropriate to be posting on social media versus what's not appropriate? And Ew. is there a line between a personal private social media account – versus a public social media account that everybody can consume. So this is what happened to me. And yes, I'm about to out myself and I'm okay with it. (laughs) So I posted this picture of me smoking a cigar and it was a phenomenal looking picture. I looked Uh great, but yes, I am using a tobacco product in the picture, but it was mostly for aesthetics, not so much promoting nicotine or anything else. And I got a lot of backlash from it. People were like, why are you doing that? Like, don't you know the health risks of smoking? Yes, of course, I know the health risks of smoking. I'm not condoning smoking. And people were like, you're in medical school. You should know better. You shouldn't be putting stuff out there like this. And I was just like, wait, am I missing the mark here? Am I doing something wrong? Like, So I got nervous and I, I took it down because, you know, maybe I am putting something out there that is causing other people to be like, okay, well, if she's doing it, then I can do it. Mm-hmm. First of all, I've seen that picture and wow, you look hot. Like, <laughs> hot. Okay. Like, let's just say this little band is out to play. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. She's not. But she looks really good in this picture. And I could see why some people might feel like just the way you're angled or maybe the what you're really portraying might be a little bit um, not congruent with what they believe. And I, I understand that. But at the same time, that topic can be easily brought on to other things like drinking. Like I know in the past, they always tell us, okay, be careful posting a picture with alcohol, this and that. But like, what if you're at an event and you do have a cocktail in your hand that you were trying to lower, but somebody got that shot? You know what I mean? Right. It's not like you were trying to advertise like, hey, drink, like, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, where do we draw the line here, though? 
Mm-hmm. So this is, I think, a, it's like one of the oldest tales of time in medicine. Like, I feel like people are more and more on social media. People are advertising their lives. They're sharing a lot about their personal lives. I mean, we share a lot here on our podcast, right? we've so, opened up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, like we just, you know, last time we talked about our dating life. But, you know, like we're sharing a lot. So I feel like whenever we do something, it has to come with I think the intention behind it is the most important right what what did you think like why did you take yours down why what made you feel like you needed to take it down because I I mean I see what you're saying but at the same time I think like pictures like this I mean if you guys can see the picture it's not I don't think it's I think it's very sexy I don't see it as something I'd be like oh how dare she how dare she like do that you know what I mean Yeah, no, I get that. For me, it was mostly a lot of the comments that I was getting. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Obviously, I'm not saying go out and like smoke 10 packs a day or advocating for cigars even. It was just something that I just like to partake in socially. I know, I know the health risks behind it. And I would never, ever, ever say this is something you should do. But I kind of feel like I should be able to have a personal life. Like you said, like if I want to have a cocktail at an event, I should be able to do that without thinking, okay, what is everybody else thinking about me? Because the amount that I am able to drink may not be the amount that somebody else is able to drink, which is significantly more like, and that's fine too. It doesn't mean that they're doing right things or wrong things, but I feel like our personal lives kind of get blurred with the professional persona that we have to put out there. And I don't know, I don't know what, where you draw the line because I've, I've even seen like people get on TikTok and post some stuff about like, you know, medicine or health related information or even like sharing health literacy information and get blasted for that. And they're like, well, that's mm-hmm. other people are like, that's incorrect and that's wrong and you should never say that. So what, what do you, have you experienced anything like that? I personally haven't. But then again, I'm very private with like my social media platforms all across, like whether it be Facebook or Instagram, I do allow followers that I kind of know. But obviously, sometimes I do get people that I don't know coming onto my social media platforms. Again, I do share, but I don't share a lot of, you know, everyday things that I do. Okay. And um, a lot of what I share are like memes and things like that. But going back to what you were talking about with a lot of people having more presence on social media, I think that firstly, people need to look at doctors that yes, we are doctors, but we're also human beings. Yes, we do have a a responsibility. We do have a certain obligation. We should uphold ourselves to the best, you know, of uh, like, we we need to keep an image, right? But that being said, you cannot treat doctors like they're gods. We are not perfect. We will never be perfect. You know, I think it's important to have platforms again with an intention behind it. If you want to showcase your personal life, be prepared that somebody will say something or have a problem with it. So I think it's important to have like a personal account and a professional account that's separate. So like, for example, you were saying, if you're sharing a lot of like medical related information, maybe have a separate account for that versus like your personal information where your uncle John or your neighbor can be (laughs) following you and be like, you know, so that was the thing. So this was on my personal account. It wasn't on a public forum. Like anybody that was able to see the picture had to be a follower of mine. That's a different, that's, that's, that's difficult because 
you know, you want to be able to share some things about you. But I think it honestly, you're going to get some kind of negative feedback if it's something that it's a little edgy. And it's really going to come down to can you handle that? I know. Is that something, you know, like, is that something you want to put forward? People are always going to judge whether you're a doctor, lawyer, or even um, a celebrity, or even just somebody that, like a podcaster. I'm sure somebody will follow me and, like, look at my Instagram and be like, oh, my gosh, she was a pageant girl, you know? <laughs> like, how dare she? She goes against some of my beliefs. Like, I'm sure that will come up. Yeah, right? but, like, that's the thing. For me, honestly, the one comment that specifically mm-hmm. did it, that took it down, not that took it down, that made me want to take it down, was somebody was like, you don't deserve to be a doctor if you're propagating this kind of lifestyle. And that really hurt me on a deeper level because it kind of fueled this, like, imposter syndrome that I'm sure we've all felt at some point in our medical school career, if not currently feeling And so I was just like, maybe I'm not like behaving the way a doctor should behave. But like that goes into other things too. It's like, what should a physician be? And why do we constantly have this idea that we're not good enough where we're just being ourselves? Like I know some physicians have tattoos and that's a taboo thing. And some physicians have nose piercings and that's a taboo thing. So it's like, at what point can we just be confident in our own knowledge and not our outward appearance? This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Yeah, that's, that's actually a very interesting topic that you raised. And I think we need to, again, like start looking at people for people rather than titles, because I think traditionally we've put on so much emphasis on these titles we carry, we forget the person that is carrying them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that there's an actual human behind that title. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Like we're not some, I don't know, like goddess or god that has just come down from Mount Olympus. Like, no, we're living, breathing human beings just like you. And we have feelings. We're going to do things that might not always be perfect in your eyes, but that is part of being a human being. We make mistakes, right? Yeah, for sure. Have you, like, I know you were just saying a little bit about your pageant stuff. Did you ever Mm -hmm. get any negative backlash for that? Oh, for sure. Being in medical school? Oh, for sure. I did. So um, I started competing in my teens and uh, going into medical school. You know, a lot of people didn't take me seriously. Some people said, hey, why? Like, you know, this girl is probably a bimbo. She probably isn't that into the academics or like academia in general. Like, but then, you know, you look at my GPA, you you see I competed to get into med school. So clearly I have ac- good academics. Most pageant girls, and this is kind of the misperception of pageantry. And I feel like that's a whole different conversation right there. But <laughs> you know, these women, okay, they work hard and they're very smart, intelligent women. You, you can't just go in and walk in and win like Miss USA or Miss America. 
you have been trained, you've been working so hard for that title. And when I say you've been working hard, I mean developing your resume, developing your portfolio, educating yourself, getting those degrees. These women have that. And this is what media or sometimes people don't even realize. They just see a beautiful face and they automatically judge that book by its cover. Right. Just like they did with that with your picture, right? They saw your picture and that they went, well, that girl, how dare she? But they didn't realize there's more to this girl. Yeah, she might have posted a picture that's a little sexy, but let's not go that low and just hit her below the belt saying you cannot be a doctor because of that. That's just ridiculous. Right. You know? I know. And, and I think a lot of the times people forget that, yes, we are in the medical field and we are providing care for you. But at the same time, that is also a job. Not that we don't take a lot of that stuff home with us, but it, yes, it is still a job. It's something that we are paid to do. It's something that we worked for in our lives. We were educated. We developed those skills. But at the end of the day, we leave that at the hospital or the clinic or wherever we're working. And then we come home and then there's a different side to us. Just like how you are in your office building is probably not how you are at home. Like you don't crack the same jokes or, you know, behave the same way. Exactly. And that's what, you know, I feel like people need to keep in mind when they're looking at somebody with a big title. It doesn't always have to be a doctor, anyone, a pilot, a firefighter, a police officer. People are people. Yeah, just this idea of like putting everybody on like a pedestal kind of thing or like kind of upholding people to a certain standard in all aspects of their life. Yes, you should uphold people to a standard in their professional life. Absolutely, 100%, especially in medicine because you are dealing with another human life, right? That is mm -hmm. the highest standard you should be. Like provide the best care to the best of your knowledge, to the best of your ability, 100%. Exactly. But I don't think minimizing and making people feel that they don't belong in a career because some aspect of their life isn't congruent with your conception, not you specifically, but general mm -hmm. your conception of what that profession should be, that doesn't make them not capable or not worthy. Yeah. And you know what, Swati, I'm going to play devil's advocate for one moment. Okay, there have, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there has been some incidences. I could probably, if I think hard enough, I'll probably be able to pick out a few. There has been certain medical professionals that have gone out there and have said some outrageous crap, you know? Oh, and it, for sure. Like, you know, and it, and it makes the rest of that, uh, you know, people in that field, whether it be lawyers or doctors or engineers look just as bad because they, you know, the average person thinks, okay, well, if this medical professional is saying this, then this must be the truth. This must be what they believe. And therefore I don't, I don't want to follow that. That's crazy talk, right? In that sense, I think that it is important to uphold a certain level of professionalism and it's important to lead with that, especially when you're giving medical information out there. Like, you know, there's people that talk about how they have like a medical title and then they'll talk about how vaccines are not good or they should not be taking these sort of vaccines. I think these are very broad, general over blanketed topics that you can't just generalize and just say, Oh, don't take this vaccine. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like, I think that's a discussion that should be had with their medical professional, like of, with that the person, you know, of course. And I think that's the distinction here. It's like, we're talking about where does a 
professionalism line get drawn. And I think for social media, especially like if you are going to put out information, that should be your professional social media that is in a public forum. Anybody can access, anybody can comment, anybody can judge. I don't think if you put something up on your personal social media that's, you know, privatized to you and people that you know, then I don't think people have the right to bash you in that regard. I mean, let's say if somebody put up something on their personal media about medical related stuff, I mean, it's not like you can just take off the doctor coat whenever you want and put it on. You know what I mean? Right. So you if you take that oath, it's for life. Exactly. So if you're on your personal social media and you're talking about medical topics and you are a medical professional, whether you be a doctor, nurse, whatever, understand that something of that manner is going to come back to you in some form. People are going to judge you. People are going to say things. But if it's just something where you're just wearing a certain dress and somebody sees it and they have something to say about it, well, I don't agree with that. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. And I know like some students that have tattoos on like their upper arm or shoulder or something that can be seen through scrubs that have been told they're unprofessional if it's seen. But what what do you think about that? I mean, AKA me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I do have a tattoo and it is on my arm and it, you could see it if I was wearing like, you know, just a normal shirt, like not a long sleeve, basically a short sleeve. So in that sense, do I think uh, tattoos are unprofessional? I don't think they're they're unprofessional, like unless you have something like vulgar written on it, like F you or something. <laughs> you know, not that people would go out and get it, but you never know. But like, I like tattoos. I think they're a way of expressing yourself, right? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a form of art, really. Really? Yeah, exactly. So I think that they're okay, but I understand and I respect um, some people's opinion where they do find it a little bit appalling. They don't want it to be shown. But I mean, I don't go out of my way to rub it in everyone's face. I'll have a tattoo. I'll wear it. But, you know, if in the incidents where they do see it, like I wouldn't expect them to get so offended that they're like, oh, I won't see you anymore. But at the same time, I try not to... I guess, advertise it. Do you know what I mean? So right. I try to find a happy medium there. No, I, I get that. Well, I mean, that's also like going on self-expression kind of things. Like here's a cultural competency one. I know a lot of South Asian women have nose piercings and that's considered unprofessional um, in our medical profession. You know, you shouldn't have jewelry outside of like, you know, for a female pierced ears mm -hmm. or, you know, necklace and a wedding ring and that's it. I have a hard time reconciling that because I know a lot of those girls do it because that is the culture and like uh -huh. nose piercings are very readily accepted within the South Asian culture. Yeah. But in the Western culture, I don't think it's as easily accepted. Yeah. And I, and I completely see your point. I mean, okay. First question is who's making these rules? First of all. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> where we live in what? Some like old fogies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right? The same ones that told me don't leave with your pageant foot. Yeah, um, and the same ones that probably said back back long time ago, women should not be in medicine. Exactly. So I think as time changes, we need to really adapt to what's happening around us and maybe start reevaluating some of these ideologies that we're kind of upholding. Like, do they even mean anything anymore like do th are they even something we should be practicing because it's unhealthy yeah i think it's definitely not 
in the right move. Like, obviously, if you're putting out bad information, that's one thing. But if you're just expressing yourself and just living your life and not really harming anybody or causing other people to harm themselves, then what what does it matter? You know, what it what really is it doing? Like, we're just policing for the effort of policing. But this was another topic that came up. So I know you're applying for residency. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I will be here too. And Everyone's like, oh, I have to hide my social media. I have to hide my Instagram. I have to hide my Facebook. Because they're so afraid that a potential interviewer is going to see a picture of them from, you know, back when they were in college, like having fun with their friends and not be granted an interview for that kind of behavior. Well, I think in that sense, if somebody is going to judge you that quickly, I don't think you're meant for that residency program at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like, everybody does that. But if there is something a residency program sees, that's their prerogative to say no to you. And I think that you also shouldn't be putting out stuff where you're like binge drinking and just I mean, look, I'm all about self expression. But I think there's a certain limit and certain taste yeah. to it. You know what no, I mean? I agree with that. Just like I remember before, like my medical school interviews, I tried to take down and remove like every single picture from college that I was tagged in that looked unprofessional. Mm. Um, The terms of unprofessional that I had. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for me, it's like, I'm an open book when it comes to myself. Obviously, I'm on here sharing a lot about me, even though like, I might not have a big presence on social media, like Facebook or Instagram. I do post from time to time. And I do share some of my personal life on there. But I don't feel like there is anything I need to hide because if I'm sitting there hiding a lot of my pictures and hiding who I am, I feel like I'm kind of not being very truthful to myself. And eventually those aspects of me are going to show whether I get that residency or not. Do you know what I mean? In in any residency or any sort of job, your true self will come out. So, I mean, you can only suppress it just to get the job, but like, is it going to be like in the long run, is it going to last? Absolutely not. You can still get kicked out of residency, even after getting the residency. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can. And I mean, that's like something I think we're going to have to find the balance with as we kind of move forward in this social media age where everybody is able to watch everybody else's moves every minute of the day. Mm hmm. And and that being said, actually, some people take things out of context. Like, you know, I have seen people screenshot an image or something somebody was doing and put two and two together and be like, Oh, see, they did this. Like, I think we need to go a little bit easy on that. It's like that mob mentality. Cancel culture. (laughs) Exactly. You said it just perfectly like that cancel culture, like, give people a second chance. Maybe they said something wrong. But let's not freaking go put it all out there and like bash them and lower them and like just, you know, that mob mentality. I have a problem with that. Yeah, just being able to give people some grace because, you know, like you said, we're all humans and we are not Mm -hmm. perfect. We're not going to be perfect every single minute of our lives. Yes, we should be held to a high degree um, and we should be very professional. But I don't think... Sometimes people get professionalism confused with perfection, which is an illusion. Oh, my God. That's such a good way to phrase that. Ooh, that was so good. I love that. But yeah. Well, you know what, Swathi? This was a great, great topic. I want to hear more from everybody. I want to know if they've run into any issues with social media, if they've been reprimanded, have they lost a job because of it? 
Or did they go viral? I would love to hear oh those stories. Oh my God, I would love to hear a good viral story. Those are the things that like, I mean, when you go viral for good things, that's amazing. But when you go viral for something bad, like that's, that's Oh, I hurtful. feel like that could be like so detrimental in so many aspects of your life mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, we can't even fathom. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, please, please let us know. As always, follow us on all socials on Facebook and Instagram at Inside the Boards on Twitter at Boards Insider. You can find us on all podcast listening devices such as Apple and Spotify. Eva, thank you so much for chatting with me. I love this. As always, mm-hmm. it's so happy. <laughs> I know it's happy. It's energetic. It is so much fun. I hope you guys enjoyed tuning into us. Let's do this again, Swati. And then until then, we're just going to see you guys out. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Yeah.